Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, once again in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. Yeah. Sitting with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. Hey, hey, What's hey. happening with you? Oh, you know, it's uh, carnival fever, Manny. It's oh, in, really? It's in, it's in full swing. I mean, not with me in particular, but, uh, <laughs> you know, starting tonight, we got... Uh, Parades, multiple parades every day, all the yes, leading up till, uh, to Mardi Gras Day. People like them. Yeah, people yeah. like the parades. I'm not a big fan right. anymore. Right. I uh, let me turn this off. Well, you were saying, uh, you know, where is everybody? You know, Snake and Jake's is unusually quiet uh, tonight at the, this early. They're hour. at Dave Clemens's funeral. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Well, because I saw him on Monday night, he didn't look that great. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. uh, hope, hopefully Dave's gonna gonna pull through whatever th- that uh, that was. But but yeah, I think everybody's at the parade. In fact, I think our guest had to uh, had to fight her way out of the uh, the she she lives uh, on the right on the parade route or something. Well, nearby. we're glad you're here. Yes, it was touch and go. Yeah, it was touch and go. <laughs> Did you bicycle here? No, but oh. I had to cross. I had to cross ranks. <laughs> my, my Uber driver had to back into the street on the other side of St. Charles from me. Oh, to come get me. wow. He, but he was willing to do it, which was, you know, already pretty well, amazing. Well, those guys will do anything. No, you know, those Uber I can drivers. speak from experience and you tell know. you that. In fact, I remember I took an Uber and I asked, just for fun, I said, could I, could I just be in the trunk of your car? <laughs> and he said, sure, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. And the That's funny thing was, yeah. And the funny thing was, there was someone else in the trunk of the car already. Wow, yeah, no kidding. yeah. So he was very accommodating. Yeah, he was accommodating. It was weird though because his uh, last name was Dahmer. You know? Okay, well. so that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Kind but of coincidence. Uh, I got to yeah. I got to my destination on time, and you uh, lived to tell the tale. Which yeah, is... I lived to tell the tale. And uh, he was a good guy, tipped him well. Yeah, it's important yeah. for your rating. Yeah, you know, they always want a rating, these guys, you know. Well, they're rating you, too. I don't know. In if fact, you know, you know Renee, two way street. Uh, you know, I have a contract for my house. I have a contract with Terminex. Uh huh. Sure. They come by three times a year to spray oh, around that's a lot. the house. Okay. Well, no, it's. All right. Well, Every four months, it's not that because okay. you got your summer, you got and you got your summer with the roaches, you got your fall with the mosquitoes and all that, and then you, and got, you got termites all the time, and then you got the termite thing all the time going on. But uh, for some reason, ever since the, I used to have the same guy come every four months, and he was a nice guy. I don't. Uh, what was his now, name? Anyway, was that the high five guy? No, well, there was, was no, no. That was okay, another guy. Right. No, the, before the pandemic, there was the same guy, and I think he quit to start his own church. Oh, this is okay. what I heard. So, gro- but so since industry. then, I, we've gotten a series of different people. There was a high five guy <laughs> who kept saying, you know, high five, high five, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And then, but now I got a text message from the, my. He goes, "I'm your new Terminex guy," and you know how we've talked about royalty here. People the third or the fourth okay. or the second, uh-huh, right? You know, in this town, people call themselves. They don't do that in L.A. That's they don't name. I have no idea. No, okay. I, I don't recall much of that. But this guy, he goes, he he texted me. He said, "Mister Mister Chevrolet, this is Sir Harold." Oh, wow. He called himself <laughs> Sir Harold. Okay. 
And uh, putting on airs. Yeah. So I, I, it's you're due for your you know your your first spray of the you know first maintenance of the year uh-huh. the spraying around because what they do is they twice a year they just spray around the house the backyard to the front on both sides of the house under the house mm-hmm. and then once a year they do the outside and then the inside. Okay. They come inside. Uh, he goes, you're due for your first outside, uh, you know, maintenance, whatever oh. they call it. And this is Sir Harold. So it, I, I waited about a week to call him back. So I called him back yesterday and I said, is this Sir Harold? And he said, yes, this is Sir Harold. Wow. Well, so I was very impressed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's going with it. Yeah. Surprised he didn't answer. And I said, this is Prince Manny. Okay. And he said, oh, okay, Mr. Prince Manny. <laughs> Mr. So, Prince Manny. Yeah, Mr. Prince Manny. <laughs> um, but anyway, he came by yesterday, and he did the house. Gave you stuff. a good de-lousing. Yeah. But these guys, they all want you to uh, rate them, you know? And oh. they, I think we've talked about this before. They uh-huh. want, they'll, they'll say, like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you give me a good grade. A oh, good really? Grade. Yeah, they, they all do that. Grease your palm. Yeah, and the wife and I are very much against that. We, yeah. don't, we don't do that. We say, no, nah, we don't do that. Uh, just you, do your job you, and not, you know. You make, take points off for the attempted bribe or? Uh, uh, or no, I haven't just, done that yet. They no, haven't pissed me off that much. Okay. You know, I mean, Sir Harold seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he gave him a solid rating without yeah. without any. And he uh, came and he had like a he was wearing like a, a Burger King crown. Remember those crowns you get from? <laughs> wow, King? really? So he's yeah. really uh, yeah. A paper he was crown? wearing one of those paper crowns. You know, hold the pickle, hold the lettuce. You know, wow, kind of special orders don't yeah. upset us. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I wrote him the check, and uh, right. you know, it's a good contract. They've been pretty good. Yeah. You know, and they're. Uh, I remember after Katrina. Uh, the Terminex people, uh, there was lots of rodents everywhere. You know, rodents mm-hmm. were rampant because a lot of cats went missing and there was no cats. On, we used to have tons of cats on our street and oh. we never had a rodent problem. But then right. after Katrina, the rodent, I mean, the cats just disappeared. It was really? like, what happened? All the, well, they all like, they, yeah, uh, they were, you know, whatever happened to them. Man, I'm, yeah. my, my neighborhood's full of cats, man. Yeah. I got a, I got a, uh, one of those cat rescue people on my block. Oh, and, really? Uh, oh, God. I, I don't mind them. I don't mind the cats. You know, they uh, they have a big yard. They're, they have several of them have different spots in the yard. You know, I can. Oh, notice, really? Uh, See, I don't like them in my yard. I like really? them because they keep rodents away. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't like them in my yard. Yeah. You know, um, they can, uh, they can do their job. Without having to be in my yard. Okay. You know, I don't really care for them doing that because they try to make, like, there's a part of my backyard, they try to make their own litter box. Sure, that's sure. Not, yeah, that's, that's, that's that doesn't no wash with me. One time, last year, I, I, was, I was coming home, and uh, there's this cat at the, at the bottom of this fence post, and he's staring up. and like, what is that fucking cat looking at? And I look, and there's, he's got a rat, like, trapped on the top of the fence post. Oh, jeez. And the, the rat looked like a very clean rat. looked like somebody's pet or something. He wasn't, but, you know, That's he wasn't, wasn't like a filthy rat or something. But he's, and the rat is looking at me like, help me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so I'm just going to let this play out yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Part of the food chain. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing I don't, you know, the problem is that the thing is it's not your cat but if it no. was your cat it would probably bring the rat in the house that's what they yeah, like to do yeah, and yeah. that's what I don't dig see yeah, before the, our w- cat went blind it would do that mm. it would bring the, and it would just you know sit there and like 
paw it and stuff. And yeah, just, play with it. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah, it's uh, no good. You don't yeah, want that. In your house, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. need that. No. So anyway, yeah. So Sir Harold's a good guy. Okay. Well, shout we'll out see to how Sir long Harold. he lasts. Right. 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 This is the first time he's been to our house. And uh, so we'll see how long Sir Harold now, lasts. Now, now, what I will do with, with those exterminators is I'll show up, like, you know, because I have a couple rental properties, and so they treat those as well. Yeah. I'll show up and grease the, the, the guy's palm to get him to spray a little bit more, you know, do a little bit extra. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in fact, uh, uh, you know, William Burroughs had, had that book, uh, Exterminator, you know, he worked for a while, a while as an exterminator. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he said, like, you know, certain people would know to, uh, to tip him, to, to, to bribe the exterminator u- to use the good stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> use, the, use the good chemicals, yeah. So you actually spend a little bit more money Yeah, you know, this? I'll, 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 I'll So ask- when it comes to exterminating, you're not, a, you're not a cheap fuck like you are with other uh, things. I'm not, you see, you always characterize me like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, I, I, I don't want to spend money on myself, but I don't mind spending money on, on other things. You know, I'm cheap with uh, myself, but... But, uh, but you know, maintain he, he, the property. Uh, he doesn't buy popcorn at oh, the movies. Well, that's uh, he'll eat garbage that's a popcorn. Thing to learn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you yeah. know, that's again, that was an, an admission. Uh, Even at the video booths, he won't bring his own cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he'll pay for extra extermination. Well, yeah, you know, it's worth the it. The thing that actually kills the bugs. Right. 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 Upgrade you to the actual. Well, so so Manny, uh, uh, I heard that you had an, an event earlier this week with one of our former guests that we haven't heard much from in a, in a while, David Turgeon. I'm, I'm yeah, curious as to, as to what, what went on with David Turgeon. Well, you know, I saw Lafitte was in the news recently because they uh, reelected their mayor and uh, he's ran unopposed. It turns out both of his grandfathers were former mayors of Lafitte. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, so this the the, oh, the yeah, the, you know, that's like a one horse it, town. It's a it's a yeah. tight little operation down there, yeah. and I know Dave is is in tight with with all the uh, oh, yeah. elected officials his down there. Oh yeah, tickets fixed and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. so did did everybody come up here? Did y'all have a, a big uh, bar crawl with? Uh, well, with he started I think right after Katrina, because Dave doesn't walk so well any, anymore, right? Oh no, you didn't hear this. No. Well, um, he's walking very well oh. now. Okay. Dave Turgeon, our our uh, our our, our anti Obama anti Obamacare Trump supporter, uh-huh. build the wall guy. Dave Turgeon was suffering from horrible back issues. Right. But we like to kid him because in the last six to nine months, all his back issues have been resolved because of Obamacare. There you go. Yeah. He saved over $200,000 in medical bills because he went with Obamacare, even though he hates Obama. He loves Trump, <laughs> all this stuff. So he's walking around, and his band's playing again. He's jumping up on bar stools. Oh, man, again. that's great news. Yeah. I had no idea. Last time I saw him, I mean, he was like... Uh, A cripple, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really... Yeah, those are better days, I guess. <laughs> anyway... Um, so now, no, he's walking good and oh, all that nice. kind of stuff. Glad to hear but it. after, uh, you know, but we like to rub him because, uh, rib him because, you know, it, Obamacare saved his back. Right. It's like those people that say, uh, uh, keep your damn government hands off my Medicare. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, you know, he, uh, he started right after Katrina, he started this like walking crew. Mardi Gras walking crew called 2.2. Now, I don't know why it's called 2.2, but he started it, and for years, uh, 
he begged me to be a part of it for years after Katrina. And I said no, because you had to dress in a costume. And I don't dress in costume. No, I don't do that. I hear you, man. You know, I don't, I don't need that shit in my life. Right. You know, um, <laughs> Who needs the headache? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but every year, you know, they have meetings like once a month through the year. And he'll call me up every month saying we're having our two point. And this is going on since, well, 2006. Really, really wants you to. Yeah, join. he really, really wants me. Yeah, to stay join. right on that on that mic. And um, so anyway, um, it was actually last week when we were here. Mm -hmm. uh, our friend Dave Clements, um, he when during our break he says, "Are you going to be at two point two on Monday doing doing the crawl?" And I said, "No, man, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it." They want me, he always wants me to dress up. I won't do it. And Dave insisted and insisted. And in fact, the day after, he, kept, he called me and said, you got to do it. So I called Dave Turgeon up and uh -huh. I said, all right, where are you meeting? Because you know, they, they, they meet at the Balcony Bar on okay. Magazine. And then they go to all sorts of different bars. And they even go to Commander's Palace. Hmm. And they've been I'm doing sure this for years. Oh, yeah. they yeah. Well, apparently they are delighted. They look forward to seeing them, and and his crew has grown from like it used to be like twenty five people. Now it's like about one hundred and twenty. Are you kidding people. me? One hundred and twenty five no. people. It's just an unruly yeah. mob of costumed revelers. Well, the problem. The thing <laughs> is, moly. the thing is, it starts with one hundred and twenty five, <laughs> and then they start going to bars around Magazine Street. They go to Coquette. They go, and by the time the night's over, it ends up being like. 25 people okay yeah. people Everyone get just lost got, along the way yeah right, they get right, lost right. along the way i mean me, me and the wife we split after the third bar we were like done with it yeah yeah uh, so they lost us there but you know it's something he's done and uh it was actually uh for me because i'd never done anything like that before it was interesting for like a minute uh -huh. and then i was just kind of like all right well how long? How long are we gonna stay at this place? Right, right. A lot of yeah. lot of people we know. I, I would imagine uh, a lot of familiar well, faces. Dave Clements was there in costume. I need to know. Dave, he was dressed as a woman. <laughs> Dave was okay. dressed as okay. a woman. He had boobs. He had oh. fake boobs, and oh, he had a wow. black wig, and he had some really like prostitute style makeup on. <laughs> well, to be and, fair, he probably doesn't apply a lot of makeup, and, so just uh, heavy handed. Yeah. Right. And there was uh, our friend Caroline Valencia and her husband were okay. there for a minute or two. Um, there was a bunch of other people you probably know. Uh, right, I right. don't remember the names. Yeah, we don't have to go through all yeah. 125 yeah, of them. I was just... No. just uh, the, the 25 who were left at the end. No, no. Dave, we know. Gives out, <laughs> Dave Turgeon gives out to everyone... He, because uh, he lives out in Lafitte and he gets right. a lot of, he goes into the sticks there in Lafitte and he gives everyone a stick, a walking stick. Oh, okay. And he paints Mardi Gras colors. So he gave me my walking stick and I lost it after like the first oh. half. I didn't know what happened. Yeah. It's just like, you know, uh, but it was okay. I mean, I don't think I'll ever do it again. Right. Well, like, you know. You know. Try anything once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll try. And it's, it's been since 2006 that he's been trying me, for me to do this. So I figured I'd throw him a solid and I did it. So Nice, nice. What was well, your costume? I didn't wear a costume. Uh, gave, gave you a, a dispensation exception. Didn't have to well, wear a 
costume. Yeah, because I'm nice. Manny Chevrolet. Right, like, right. You already have so your costume on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, dude, I'm not wearing a costume. Uh, you already have. I'm your, not paying my dues. Character. And I'm police. not doing any of this. None of that. You know, I'll <laughs> buy you a drink. You know, that's about Fair. it. You yeah. Know? And he's a good guy, you know. Sure, I've met sure, him for a yeah. long time, although haven't seen him in many months. Oh, well, last, you know, one of the last times I saw him besides this other night uh, was a, a couple of years ago, and he was he was going down to, what's that really real black neighborhood over, Aretha Castle Haley neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Central City? Yeah, Central, Central City. That's right. where my Uber picked me up he tonight. Was, he, okay. was, he was uh, riding around in his bicycle with a Trump flag. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Into oh, this God. black neighborhood. Oh, and, Dave. Uh, not at, yeah, I guess Charming, not, but not that bright. Yeah, yeah not that bright. You, well, no one thinking? ever said he was bright. He's uh, entertaining. Uh, He's not that's that bright. That's for sure. Provocateur. Yeah. I mean, I remember the sluts He's very no well. Sir Harold, let's put it that right. way. No, no, clearly. I mean, that guy's <laughs> in a different class. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Sir Harold. But anyway, I, you know, this city still bugs the shit out of me. You know, I'm still waiting... For them to pick up my Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. It's now February fifteenth uh, or whatever the day right, is. Right. Right. And they said they were gonna pick them up, and they still haven't picked up my tree. Well, you know, I saw one of the guys from the the uh, garbage collection services on the news last week, and uh-huh. and he was speaking with uh, Lee Zurich, I believe, uh-huh. and uh, I got a little bit of insight into maybe wh- why the city is so dysfunctional. Um, under the current administration. And this guy was saying, well, since uh, uh, our mayor was elected, he had supported her, her uh, opponent in the previous, in the, the first election. And that ever since then, she had been directing the city to not to, to underpay for, for the trash pickup services that he was providing. And this was... So, you know, such a regular thing went on for so long that, that ultimately his company had gone out of business. Uh. But this is a lot of explanation behind why we haven't been having regular pickup and, and all that stuff. And I thought, man, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that was going on in all these other areas where, where oh, uh, you yeah. know, these services that are bid out. You know, she has these political vendettas that she, that she exercises. And, Do you, you know, know, we have only till we only have like five more days. To, and we're only like 1,200 signatures short. I, I saw that. That's, Did you that's, see that? I saw that. That's a lot closer than, than I thought they would get. So yeah. we'll see. Now, it's, it's not that cut and dry. I read that whole article today about the recall. So if, if they do get the the required number of signatures and it turns they out have to fa- they have to check it well all they got to check them all out yeah. but then even then all it does is it triggers an election of whether they're going to have a recall or not right. so then then you have to have a whole like statewide election or, or city election I, I, don't, I don't know but i skimmed uh, through it this morning but, but I, i'm very happy that but we only have like five more days to right, get like about right. a thousand signatures right and this this will come out after after the the deadline i called passed, her i said so. why don't you sign it and she she just didn't return you, my you call latoya yeah i told i called the mayor i said sign it just for fun <laughs> just for fun <laughs> sign it be a good sport yeah yeah, yeah it'll look it'll look good yeah, yeah. just it actually it. would look pretty good. Right. Yeah, Everything she's w- done is just dug her in further. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's crazy going nuts, man. Uh, so we'll see what happens. They have till Ash Wednesday. Right. Which is uh, next seven days from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in fact, in my neighborhood, they uh, they there was a tent set up uh, right near the park, uh, a recall, you know, sign the recall tent. Mm-hmm. And I think they've also set up right there 
on Orleans and Carrollton. I think they're going to be set up there for uh, during Endemian. Yeah, for the big parade there. <laughs> so uh, well, they should be able to collect a lot during Endemian. Yeah, but none although of those they'll people, all be from Metairie. Yeah, none of those people are from Orleans Parish. Right. That's the problem, you know. Right. Exactly. So they'll have to do that. Anyway, it makes for good entertainment. Uh, you, you know, know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but I also, you know, the crime's going crazy. Uh, um, I, I actually went to a, uh, a Pelicans game about okay. a week ago. I went to a Pelicans game and uh, to see the Pelicans, and they lost. Uh, but they're, they're, they've got a future, I think. Um, but um, I was so worried. The wife and I were so worried because we keep hearing, like, during the Saints season, the Pelican cars are getting broken into. Oh, yeah, hundreds into, of cars. Yeah, hundreds yeah, yeah. of cars in parking lots. So what I did, what we did is I we parked and I smashed my car window. <laughs> Preemptively. Yeah, yeah, I just okay. smashed it because that way... They're not going to want to go in there. There's nothing there. Right. I think so somebody I, already yeah. got to That's it. That's a great tip. Yeah, okay. I, just, I just smashed my windshields. You Dude, know, I want to get home. Um, <laughs> but I did. I, bring, I brought our little battery-powered mini-vac. So after the game, I was able to uh, vacuum You didn't have up. to sit in the shards. Yeah, I didn't have to sit in the shards of glass <laughs> okay. and stuff like well, that. Well, good. Thinking ahead. Yeah. No, I'll tell you, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it's impressive. Yeah, well, I, I can be impressive. Yes. Yeah, I can mm. do that. So I'm uh, starting to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what else is going on? Oh, you know, uh, we got other things, but uh, maybe we should get our guest in here. It's, sure. Uh, Let's get her She's in. already here. She's already here. She's Indeed here. she is. Uh, well, me and this guest go way back. Uh, uh, known each other for, for many, many years. Uh, went to high school together. She's a terrific singer, songwriter. Uh, recently found out also a systems analyst, an IT specialist, and uh, Get out of here a business, right business turnaround expert. Um, she's with the, the band, been with the band, the, the Song Dogs, for many years. The band's had uh, several different incarnations. They have a, a whole reboot coming up now. They're booked for a French Quarter Fest. They're starting rehearsals, so we want to find out about, uh, about all of that and, and all of her. She lived in France for many years. We're going to get into all that, but without further ado, the great Ms. Allison Young. Welcome, Allison. Well, thanks, Renee. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, um, yeah. I had no idea what to expect. Sure. And I we still never, don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all different. Anything you, could still happen. You never know what's going to happen. You know, it's, uh, that's, that's what I like about the Trouble Men podcast. Well, so. and it's also, I'm a podcast virgin. Not only have I never appeared on a podcast... I'm embarrassed never, to say never, I've never listened to one. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't listen to them. Maybe. Well, there you go. See, just yeah. I don't even listen to this one. Why well, would yeah. you? You've already been there. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you'll listen to your own. Uh, uh, we'll maybe. See. We'll maybe. Uh, you don't have to. Maybe for you guys. I mean, right. maybe I'll listen for what you said. because well, What you, you need, need to do is just to share it. Share the podcast share the with love. your followers. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, what they're the looking people for. That, people that love you want to hear you. You don't need to hear it yourself. Just share it. That's what they say. Right, right, right. So they tell me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, so uh, what is this you're drinking here? What is that? That would be uh, a little shot of tequila that I'm oh, sipping and nursing very daintily. Oh, and this is just some that's water some back? That's some wine. Oh, that's, that's so white wine. That's white wine. shooting tequila and back. No, not uh, shooting it. Please. I'm sipping yeah. the tequila. I'm, I'm sipping Speaking it of shooting, so man, slowly. I thought that Chinese balloon was going to be <laughs> full of heroin. That's what I was thinking. I was hoping that, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I would say, come this way oh, with that, that Chinese been a flu. A bunch man. of people probably hoped that was true. Yeah, yeah, it hadn't know. occurred to me, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Now I was you, hoping that, that it was yeah. going to be nothing but tons of heroin in that fucking well, balloon. You figure man. a balloon, yeah, yeah, it makes a sense. A big fat 
balloon. All right. <laughs> the fat yeah. one. Yeah. Somebody missed an opportunity. Yeah. All right. I never well, saw one of those on Alvarado Street. No, uh, no, no, no. Know, those no, big They keep them small. Balloon. you got to be able to fit it in your mouth and your yeah. cheek. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Things that you know about that I don't know about, apparently. <laughs> uh, it's all code here. Um, it's if you've been listening to the podcast, you would you would know these some of these uh, these references. Okay. But Do you that's like okay. Pioneer no, Chicken? <laughs> I'm, I, it's I've a never simple tried it. question: yes or no. We'll move on. Okay. <laughs> well, so Allison, I know the song. Right, right, exactly. Okay, so that's uh, yes, Alvarado Street. Yes, by the Carmelita. Pine. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, uh, to some background on you, you are a New Orleans native, I assume. I wasn't born here. Oh, okay. Uh, I was born in Texas. Right. Uh, my parents moved to New Orleans when I was two, and okay. then uh, they split up. But my dad stayed here. Is sort of the the global version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was my second home, even when my mom and I were moving around a little bit. And then okay. we came back here uh, right before I started high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you've lived other places. Uh, and I lived in a few other places. Okay. Austin, Texas, which was great. Um, we were there during some formative years. My mom used to take me to bars to hear people like Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson. Oh, nice. Because you could take your kid to a bar in Texas, you know, back right, then. Right, And she loved music and she knew I did too. So I, I got to hear some amazing concerts. Now, were you interested in singing at that, that yes. tender age? Yes. I, I knew when I was about three that I was a singer. Huh. Um, so did you, through school, did you, mm-hmm. uh, do, you know, have choir solos all and that the kind choirs, of thing? Yes, all of that. Uh, church choir, school choir, any anything I could get my hands on. And then I started playing in the school band when I was 12. They issued me an instrument. They had this uh, aptitude test. And if you did well, they would... And you didn't have any money. They would give you something nobody else wanted to play. So they, they gave me an alto clarinet. Oh, okay. Which uh, I, I like the sound of the alto clarinet. They usually don't. Wonderful. They usually don't have a dedicated alto clarinetist in, in a band. No. You must have had a big band, huh? It was a big school. This was in wow. Austin, Texas. Uh, it was a big one of those big integrated schools through busing. Right, uh, right. Like one third Mexican American kids, one third uh-huh. African American kids, and you know people like me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, well, cause, you know, because because when I when we first met in high school, uh, you know, you you were already a singer, and I, I had the impression that that you were barely in high school uh, in, in your head, like you're already kind of a professional musician, you know, like like I felt like I was, but I saw in you someone was like, oh yeah, that girl's is only here nominally. <laughs> it's so true. It's funny you said that because my memories are kind of sketchy, you know. I mean, I went, I loved our school, but. Part of what I loved about it is that we had so much freedom and, sure. you know, we, we really, we were treated like college students um, in a lot of ways. So you just, if you did the work and you kind of showed up as often as you could, you know, I got out in three years though. I, I, um, oh, okay. I was able to graduate a little early. Uh, am I, I'm not close enough to the mic. Yeah, yeah, I, I, so I, much I, for my great mic technique that yeah, I've no, been developing. I, yeah, no, I like people right on the mic. We okay, like to then. Let's sound do like it. You're, you're whispering right in our ears. Okay. Get very intimate. Yes. So uh, you graduated uh, like with, with uh, Wenton Marcellus. Was that uh, the, the year you... you okay. 79 is the okay. year I graduated. Yeah, a couple but of I was years. supposed to graduate in 80, so we were in the same class, right? Uh, you would have been a year ahead of me um, had you graduated. So you graduated two years ahead of me. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I was I was kind of uh, just phoning it in. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, now at that time during during uh, high school, you were already uh, 
playing in bands around New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And and so anybody we would know, I know you go way back with uh, with like the Tommy Malone and and all those guys. Did you know them then? At, at that I time? didn't. It was okay. a little later. Okay. Um, I definitely knew the Clements brothers when I was still in high school. Okay. Um, there was that whole scene at Jed's, uh, and I was. Uh, hanging out at the Maple Leaf quite a bit. I right. was playing at the Maple Leaf on a fairly regular basis. Oh, okay. Uh, by the time I was 16, I guess. Okay, who were you playing there with? A band called the Night Riders uh, you okay. wouldn't have heard of. I mean, right. we, we did pretty well locally and regionally, but it wasn't, you know, like a big sensation. Uh, right, right, sure. So you're else. singing at three years old, though. Yeah, so, I mean, I knew, uh, I, I knew that so, was my thing. All right, so you're singing, you're hear, singing country music. And all. Is that what your influence is, country music? Or, Not just I mean, country. I, I, mean, I mean, so it's late 70s. Are you into punk rock or anything like that? I got into everything. I mean, I love all the kinds of music, basically. So, right after high school, what's your band like? After high school, what was during high school? During high school, it was it was a band that had a fairly strong folk and like southern influence. Like I would say, we did we did a lot of swing music too, like western swing. Mm -hmm. Um, Bob Wills. Bob Wills, still the king, man. That was my audition song for the band. Oh, okay. There's a song called Bob Wills is Still the King and there was this duo playing and I thought they were great and I went to hear them all the time. Does he know Sir Harold? (laughs) Very likely. I mean, they're all royalty. They're all hobnob together, don't they? All related, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely all related. Look at the Habsburgs. Yeah, yeah. Poor things. I know, I know. Hideously ugly, but you know, I digress. Um, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. But oh, anyway, go the ahead. inbreeding. Talking about the inbreeding. Oh, the inbreeding. Uh, yeah, it doesn't uh, make people royals. attractive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You get the hemophilia and then oh. the weak genes. Yeah. Just yeah, it's all it's a dirty mess. Right, right. So, so you had this uh, this this folk western swing uh, group at that time, and okay. we also played a fair amount of soul music. I right. mean, it was R&D. a very it was a very mixed bag. Right. Um, and that was. Uh, Perhaps early Americana, as as uh, we now refer to these these uh, this kind of uh, uh, grab all encompassing. Yes, pot. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so. In fact, somebody said about the Song Dogs, which was my later band, it was proto Americana, like before the term existed. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, yeah I think I think you know a, a lot of bands like you know the Blasters or you know the so much. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, who doesn't? But uh, you know there there were a lot of bands playing that style before they had a term for it. You right. Know, they had to invent the term to. To you know, try to you know, to make radio stations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to make radio stations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, so so you uh, you get out of high school, you go to college somewhere. Uh, I started at LSU, and I was only there about half a semester before I realized that it wasn't really happening for me at that time. Sure. I was uh, I was in a band here still that uh-huh. was doing pretty well, so I basically would leave Baton Rouge on like Thursday evening and come back like Monday morning <laughs> right? and I wasn't studying at all and I just thought okay this is a waste sure sure I went back like seven years later I went to UNO uh, okay. seven years later to study languages oh alright well um, uh, I, I, I could easily jump all over the place um, so I, I know you lived in France for a long time uh, did you grow up speaking French somehow you learned to speak French at UNO or no in fact I always wanted to be multilingual and I uh, knew when I was about 12 that somehow I needed to live in France at some point in my life. It just sort of, it was more of an intuition, like that there was something there for me hmm. that okay. I should go there. And so I started studying French and Spanish when I was at Franklin. Oh, okay. And I continued doing that uh, all through and 
in college as well. All right. Um, so how long were you in France? And when did you go to France? Right after the high school? Or right no, after, I went to New York first. Uh, and I was there for about 12 years. With a on, band? With a band? I was in a several different bands up there. One uh-huh. one kind of was my focal point band that I spent the most time with. But, you know, I did I did session work, a lot of session work. God, the money uh-huh. was good. Yeah. <sighs> I miss that. Oh. Nice, like jingle sessions or Karaoke when it was brand new and uh, they would actually use real musicians uh-huh. and real singers to create the backing tracks. Right. And I had the plum gig. Uh-huh. I would go in on a Friday, sing three or four songs, make 500 bucks in like half a day. Right. <laughs> no, I knew people that, that, that did those kind of sessions in, uh, in Dallas. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. I miss it. Plus, I was working with one of my bandmates, and we just had a blast. Okay, well, he was the producer. Let's let's go back to uh, to to the beginning of the song dogs. Um, okay, because that starts before you go to New York, right? That is right. So so tell us uh, a little bit about the song dogs. Like, who was that that original lineup of of the song dogs? Lisa Mednick, I assume. Was... Lisa was in the original lineup. Mm-hmm. Red Priest, Bruce McDonald, Tom Marin, and Lenny Jenkins, and okay. our drummer Paul Santa Padre. Oh, okay, that was uh, Song Dogs one point zero. Right, right. And then uh, some things occurred, and Tom and Lenny left the band and were uh, replaced by Nancy Buchan and Paul Clement. So that was 2.0. All right. And so that was the, the, the uh, late 80s kind yes. of? Yes. And you guys were playing around town, playing, we were playing all the Playing regionally the clubs. around right. town. We went to Austin. We played the first South by Southwest. Um, we had national record label interest, and uh, some things sort of fell apart. <laughs> sure, sure. As they do. As they do. Getting screwed by the big man. Well, it's sure. a common thing. Chinese balloons. Yeah. There were Chinese balloons. Yeah. I mean, there nobody, no royalty came to greet us. It was all very sad, you know. Yeah. We kind of lost heart at that point because mm-hmm. we just things looked like they were going in such a great direction. And when you, you've kind of hit the top of the heap here, and there's nowhere to go. New Orleans is a tough market in that way. Right. Regionally, I mean, there's nothing close by. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so you kind of played. You get played out. Um, right. Right, and you know, New Orleans does have a, an affinity for a certain kind of uh, quote New Orleans music, and uh, outside of that, you know, particularly like folk stuff, you know, there's it's, it's more of a scene here now than than there was then. But I don't know that that's true. Well, first of all, if you know of that scene now, I'm very interested. Well, to know. I was going to say um, a little bit more. <laughs> I, no, honestly, we were very popular. We did great, but how many clubs are there? Right. How many times can you play? You know, realistically, like if you don't go somewhere else, you kind of just burn out. So we just, okay. we just kind of lost the heart for it, and then sure. we disbanded. But it was really in everyone's minds. I think all the, all the intervening years that it was the best band we were ever going to be in. Nice. I think we all felt that. Nice. So, so uh, in the the uh, the aftermath of of that that uh, record deal not happening, you decide to move to New York. Is that when you? Yeah, I had it in my, I kind of had it in me anyway. I thought someday I'll probably live in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, it had, it was drawing me somehow. Do you know people up there? You just uh, struck, I did struck know. Out. When were you in New York? Like in the 80s? I moved there in 1990. Oh, 1990. And stayed okay. there for the better part of up through 2005. I was kind of back and forth oh, between so you Paris. Oh, Yeah, long I was. Time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because I was living in New York in the mid 80s right when, um, um, the whole like urine in the subway when it started getting Disneyfied and stuff like that, and you know it was the end of like New York being broke in the mid '80s. That's when I lived there for right. about a year, 
And then still I went, super dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, way. it was very super yeah. dangerous. And I remember, um, you know, like being like down in like in the business the Wall Street district and coming out of a club and at three in the morning and seeing thousands of rats cross the street. <laughs> you know, that kind of Rat stuff. Rat crossing time. And I thought of Sir Harold. You know? <laughs> of course. Um, where was he? But, yeah, where was Sir Harold then? Gleam in his father's yeah, eye. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I when I lived there. But then I, I remember coming back with a, a band that I was touring with back in like just about four or five years later. And it was really like, wow, what happened? Where you know, it's Disney, it's Disneyland here now. It's very strange. Yeah, I mean, it definitely changed a lot. I ended up living in the East Village in the early two thousands, which I certainly wouldn't have been comfortable doing alone in the eighties or right. even yeah. the nineties. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I was fortunate because I was working on a, per, uh, a, a TV production, so I was living in a hotel. <laughs> so I, I, I was fortunate. Well, right. But I had friends who were living in like awful places in there. I mean, really bad places, you know, paying $1,500 a month for a room, a sink, and a toilet. Yeah. That was basically it, you yep. know. Um, That's New York. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, yeah. That. Anyway, go, so th when do you go to France, though? Well, so I go to France in 2002. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, before you get to France, Manny, I'm thinking this might be a good time to take a little break here. Sure. I'll drink some wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have some of your cocktail there, your concoction here, yeah, whatever yeah, you call it. Yeah, uh, got some Tequila and Allison. white wine. That's, uh, uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Troubled Nation knows what to do. We always take a break and we fill our libations and we'll be right back. Sweet girl, sweet girl, my beautiful friend, your smile is where the rainbows end, you laugh, and the sun comes. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yes, I am you Renee are. Co I am Renee Coleman. Back with our guest. You are Renee Coleman. Back with our guest, Ms. Allison Young. Allison. Now, now, Allison, you've already admitted that you, not only have you not listened to this podcast, but you've never listened to any podcast. But uh, the those that are familiar with the Troubled Men podcast know that we have somewhat of a checkered history with uh, sponsors. And uh, in fact, we're, we're relying on our original sponsor, which is Loose Change. 
Now, p- perhaps you're not familiar with loose change, but uh, you know, think about it. You've got loose change maybe uh, in a, a jar somewhere in your house or uh, the couch cushions. And, uh, you know, so, so money that you won't miss is, uh, you know, so, so we want it. We, yes. We're relying on, on that loose change. So and, and if you have any loose change, like between, oh, me personally right now, you know, no, our, not you, our, not you yeah. personally. No, they the, just hit up the guest. You see that? No, 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 the, no. Uh, the, no we're just, we're just uh, speaking figuratively. They thought yeah. I had, they, yeah, I had yeah, the air of yeah. financial yes. But I mean, solvency. I'm sure you have somewhere <laughs> in your house some change. I, I'm sure I do too. Well, we need it. Okay. Well, so, okay. Uh, so for, for, for everyone out there in the troubled nation listening, you know, we do have the, uh, the PayPal link and the Venmo link and the show notes of every episode and the uh, Facebook page. And, uh, you know, we, we are relying on, on listener support and we're bringing you these terrific guests week in and week out. Yes. And, uh, you know, we, we do have expenses. And I uh, want to thank all of our, our uh, Patreon patrons who are supporting us week in and week out. And uh, those of you that are, that are uh, using those Venmo links, thank you. And uh, beyond that, uh, follow us on social media, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to the podcast. Give us five stars. Costs you nothing. I uh, got another nice, nice review uh, this, t- this week, Manny. Uh, oh, some- yeah? Someone said uh, they hate 99% of most things, but they love this podcast. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, well, that's Where can nice. people listen to this podcast? Well, so you can listen anywhere. You listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I mean, if you just do a Google search for the Troubled Men podcast, it will bring up any number of, of uh, avenues to uh, to listen but to But if it. you Google image Trouble Men podcast, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> Are we being filmed right now? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, no. We will take a, uh, a picture for documentary purposes at the end, though. Um, and what, we have T-shirts. Yeah, we have T-shirts. Uh, we have uh, stickers that uh, we, I always forget to give the, the guest a, a Trouble Men podcast oh, sticker. But, uh, I'll put it on my ukulele case. There, there you, go. you go. I forgot to mention that you were a ukulele player, although I did know that. You have those tiny hands. That And uh, <laughs> you have those, those, those tiny, tiny hands that, that, uh, oh, yeah, that, are, that. Are, are good for ukulele, but uh, I don't know. Very tiny. This is yeah. wild because the weird dream that I had where I met Manny for the first time uh-huh. also involved somebody commenting on how small my hands were. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, and now it's happening. So please don't fall down the stairs, Manny. Look how big my hands are. My, yeah, they're the opposite. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, you can, about, two, about two of my hand will fit on one yeah, of yours. Yeah, my, my hands are comically large. Um, so uh, The stickers see. are lovely, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in-house design there. Uh, and uh, let's see, beyond that, we have, we, Manny mentioned, we do have the uh, Trouble Men podcast t-shirts. The links to those are, again, in the, uh, the, the show notes and the Facebook page. And what else? So we have our friend uh, Brant Ryder's uh, uh, Great Escape Baking Company. They're, yes. They're still selling the uh, the Healing Dragon Oh, it's ointment. good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. If you it's have arthritis. Or I just any... take shots of it. Yeah, you just... I'm supposed to just rub it on my joints, but I've... You rub it on your gums? I just rub it in my gums. Okay. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, whatever yeah. works. It says do not uh, consume. Do not, yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, I'm doing What happens it anyway? if you eat like half a tube? Just, well, just uh, you asking wanna, for a friend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to see. I don't know. All but right. Yeah. Well, uh, so we're back. Yes, and we're back. Back to uh, to Allison Young here. Now you know uh, one person that y- you came up on the podcast recently. We had uh, Dirk Billy on as a oh, guest. Oh wow! 
And uh, old friend. Okay. Well, he. I was talking about uh, when he worked at uh, at uh, Leisure Landing and all the old days, and him doing gigs at Luigi's. And he brought up uh, you, and he brought up Tom Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. And Tom Fitzpatrick is our guest next week. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Book yeah. ended by Dirk and Tom. So. Uh, Tom and I, Tom was in my band before the Song Dogs. Really? Yes. He was in a band called Allison and the Distractions. Uh, oh, I remember that. That, I, that name was not my idea, by the way. Okay. I mean, my name wasn't even my idea. Okay. But uh, <laughs> besides for that, um, and uh, I just love Tom, and he's a great player and a wonderful person. And uh, Dirk Billy helped the Song Dogs a lot in our early days. Yeah, yeah. Both of these guys go back forever. They, yeah. They, it's like they're, they've they're, always been here. You yes. Know? I remember Tom Fitzpatrick calling me when I was like... 16 or something to sub with his band you know he already, he already had like Tom Fitz and the Misfits going at that time you know and I wound up not being able to do he's it he's the food critic no that's oh. Tom Fitzmorris oh okay this is Tom Fitzpatrick oh okay um, we yeah. should get the food critic on this yeah, show. Yeah, I don't think I, I think he uh, I, I don't think he makes public appearances these days. I think his wife does all the talking for him. I think uh, Tom Fitzmorris has, has seen better days. Unfortunately, oh really? Yeah. He's dying? He's not dying, but I, I think he, he might have a bit of dementia or something. It's it's really, oh. uh, it's, a, it's a real shame, man. I was a huge fan of, of that that food show because I used to call him up on his radio show yep. and just argue with him about yeah. the re restaurants. <laughs> he was funny man he he, yeah. he he had a he would he would he would dismiss people pretty uh i used to call him up every like around the holidays and say tom uh i i took the wife out to this really great new restaurant that i just discovered and he'd say oh what was that and i said it's right on canal right off broad it's a place i've never been to but they were fabulous it's called McDonald's. <laughs> and he would say, good night, bye-bye. He would disconnect me. Sure, sure. You know. well, Phone makes, in so Hitler. he's dying? I didn't know He's that. not dying, but I'm saying he's, 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 uh, he's, he's in no shape to, to be on the radio or the podcast. But uh, Well, out. let's get him on anyway. Okay, all right, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, yeah, I'll work get on him it. on anyway. Right, right, right. Okay, well, back to you, Allison. Uh, so so uh, you, were, you were in New York, but you're saying you always wanted to live in Paris. I did. So, uh, so how how do you make that happen? Did you know people there? Again, you just strike out. I'm 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 so moved by your or so impressed by your courage. You know, like to just go somewhere by yourself that you've never been. Well, and, women and, are braver than men, man. Uh, that's what it comes down. to. I don't to. know if that's generally yeah, true, and I'm not yeah. sure how brave I am. I just I have always had a lot of determination. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I just. And when I see something and I believe intuitively that it's for me, mm -hmm. I'll just kind of keep going towards it, you know, whether there are setbacks along the way or not. So, well, so, um, so, so you had this idea. How did you make this happen? Um, I mean, besides buying a plane ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was I mean, most, that that was most of it. Okay. Did you know anyone there? I knew a couple of people, um, but I wasn't going there to work with them or you know, live with them or any of those things. I really just, I had a successful consulting business in New York in addition to the music that I was playing. So I financially was feeling like uh -huh. I, it wasn't a big risk for me. What kind of consulting are you doing? Small business consulting, systems analyst, uh, anything, anything you need to know to run a small business. Basically, I could do it for you. Um, really? Yeah. So I, so I parlayed that into a nice little, uh, 
nice little clientele in New York, and those people were happy for me to work for them from Paris. So I wasn't taking a big risk in that sense either. You okay, know? so you could still do that remotely. I could. Even, oh, nice. Yeah, and I was going back and forth a lot. So uh-huh. when I said I kind of lived in New York for 12 years, but it was really more like 15 because I was constantly back and forth in the mm-hmm. first three years, I would say. It's, it's not so easy to just take up residency in a, in a foreign country. I mean, the, the French don't let just anybody in or don't let just anybody stay, right? Tell us how you establish, uh, you know, your, a, a new life there. Oh, wow. Well, you know, this is, a, this is an excellent question. Uh, I did know a couple of people, and of course, through those people, I'm meeting their friends and their families mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I briefly moved back to New York because I didn't get as well organized the first time out in Paris as I had wanted to be. Whilst living back in New York, uh, while I was gone, two French guys opened a club in Brooklyn where I had been living, and I started hanging out there, uh, planning to go back to France. And so one day they said to me, oh, there's this band coming from France next week, you should come. Okay, and this is where I met the guys who would end up being my musicians um, in my band in Paris. Oh. Uh, two of them, anyway. Um, and uh, we just we just fell in love, like really just all of us fell in love. And I spent the whole week with them, and they said, when you come back, we want to be in, you know, we want to be your band. Okay. So, um, so that was pretty incredible and uh, remains incredible to this day. We, we did a lot of wonderful stuff together. We wrote a lot of, I wrote a lot of great tunes to play with them, I would say. Yeah, in French. Uh, uh, no, no. Oh, okay. And what's um, the name of the band? Well, this was... Uh, so there were two right. bands. There was a band that already existed that they were in, and they asked me to be a sideman in their band, but then they also wanted to play my original songs that I was uh, okay. just beginning to come out with uh, at that time, and that was just my solo project. So while you're there in, in France, uh, I know you, you, you again, these, the, this uh, IT work you're doing, the business consulting, you're, you're working at a conservatory there. Uh, yes. And then somehow you, there's a, a bar that you wind up uh, kind of turning around. I guess it was going down the tubes and oh. you saved it? Yes, that's what happened. I, was, I had a friend who said, oh, man, I got this buddy who's, who owns a restaurant and the place is just tanking. It's a disaster. They don't know what they're doing. They need help. Will you consult for them? And I said, well, sure, I'll meet him. And I, I just, I loved the guy. We got on like a house on fire, as I mentioned to you. Um, we became great friends. We had many, many mutual friends but had never met. Hmm. So the guy said, yeah, whatever you can do to help me figure out how to turn this around, I would be so grateful. And I said, well, I have worked for so many people and I have nothing to show for mm-hmm. it. I've made money along the way, but I don't, I've never been a part of anything. And so I said, if, if I do this, you have to make me a partner. And he said, okay. Nice. Yeah, that was our Fabulous. first meeting, which also did occur over some libations. Okay. And uh, he agreed to it, and he, he stood behind it. So, <laughs> Now, did all of that help you get your papers? I mean, uh, how, are you, how are you staying there all, all that time before that? I was without papers for 10 years, and it was very challenging because by about year six or so, my consulting work in New York had kind of dried up because there were, you know, things evolve. Sure. That you're a consultant, you're not necessarily going to be there for the long haul anyway. Right. Um, so I was uh, struggling a little bit. I had managed to always find ways to put it together. Um, and then the conservatory, which is a bilingual conservatory run by an American woman, they, they were advertising for a job that sounded absolutely perfect for me. And I applied for it and they lost my email. And then I called them and I said, did you get this? And she said, no, but you sound perfect. But we already hired somebody. And I said, I said, well, I'd love to meet you anyway. She said, me too, but we're super busy with enrollments, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, if you're that busy, maybe you need a volunteer. 
So okay. I volunteered. I got my foot in the door, and then I got the job, and then I got my papers thanks to them. All right. So is this club still happening? The one the that club is happening in Paris. It's it is. Still happening. And my you're still owner. Are, yeah, I am. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. It's now, could we go there and do the podcast? Oh, absolutely. Really? Uh, oh, for sure. They would love that. Okay. That would um, be cool. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take it under advisement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put, put that in the hopper. Maybe the loose change What's people need to place? cough up a little more. Yes. <laughs> What's the name of the place? Cher de Poule. Sh- what? Cher de Poule. It means uh. goosebumps. Oh, okay. Literally chicken skin. And what part of Paris is it in? It's in the 11th arrondissement. Oh, and that's kind of like the hipster doofus part of Paris? Hipster doofus. <laughs> they, yeah. and, you know, not to be confused with the doofus hipsters, which is a whole other slant. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. But uh, no, it's actually, it's it's what they call populaire. It's kind of everybody goes to the 11th. There are oh, a lot of okay. bars and restaurants. It's very lively. Um, it's not fussy. It's not, you know, your left bank like she, she. Is it 21 and over or 18 and over? It's, uh, what is it? You, you think even... I would know. <laughs> Look, I passed 16. the bar so long ago. <laughs> it hasn't been a concern for me. <laughs> 16 and over. Yeah, it's honestly, I think you, yeah, I think you can, you're allowed to drink beer and wine by the time you're 16. Mm. It must be 18 for alcohol. Okay. I mean, judging, I don't know. So it's an 18 know. and over think place. I would know. They're, they're not would... doing a lot of carding though. No, no carding. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, if somebody shows up looking like, you know, they literally just, you know, got, are wet behind the ears. Probably they're going to say, "Do your parents know you're here?" <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right. But it's more like it's kind of like a small town vibe in the whole of the country in that mm. way. It's like, you know, oh well, look at the kids. They're they're behaving nicely. They seem like they have it together. They're not getting sloshed here. Right. You know. Right. Okay. It's a little different culture. Yes. Now, what's going on with the Muslim community in France? It's it's what's growing not bigger. Going on? It's growing bigger and bigger. It's huge. It is Could huge. you do a head count next time you're there so I, so we know how many people are there? I'll try to, yeah, I'll, I'll put that on my schedule. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I may have to I'd stay an extra day that. or so. Yeah, it might take a day or so <laughs> yeah, to something do. Something like that. <laughs> well, well, so all this time that you're in New York and, and in, in France, uh, the Song Dogs are, are still periodically getting together, making recordings, are they not? I mean, well, not exactly. We reunited in the early 90s to play at Jazz Fest um, they they just called us out of the blue and said do you want to do it we said okay um, but we really had completely disbanded and weren't talking about reuniting until about 2015 uh, a weird thing happened I was on Facebook and I saw Richard Bates on Facebook playing a ukulele and I was like at the circle bar and Richard was our number one fan of the song dogs back okay. in the day so I knew his name and I knew his face. I did not know he had become a singer or songwriter and was playing at Dave's bar, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a friend of Dave's. Right. So I was like, well, wow, that's crazy. So I friended him on Facebook. We started talking. Then when I would come back into town, he'd say, oh, come play, you know, sing with me, play with me. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, we should put the song dogs back together. I'm like, well, I'll be honest. I have been dreaming about it for years. Like, I've always really wanted to. Lisa felt the same. We all felt the same, so it happened eventually, and we made a great record, and then uh, we were supposed to put that out in 2020, in April, and do the festivals. We had all this stuff lined up, uh-huh. big article written, already written for Offbeat, um, and, you know, CD release, and then uh, obviously none of that came to pass. Okay. And then, um, and then uh, one of our founding members, uh, Bruce McDonald, died uh, last year. Yes. So. 
terribly tragic. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Weasel McDonald. That's him. Um, great guy, man. The guy came and sat in with the iguanas a number of times, and he played so cool, man. I really loved his guitar playing. He would Nobody always played like do Bruce. something very interesting, yes. exactly like a, a, a unique take on the music. Or totally. I was like, fuck, that is so cool. I know. It's he, he's he would just get this look on his face, and then just like, and then he just start playing something. You're like. Well, that is super cool. Like, who who comes up with that? Well, Bruce. Right. right. I didn't know what to do about the song dogs and after Bruce's passing. I mean, mm-hmm. and so many on so many levels. I was just, I'm still gutted by it. You know, right. personally, musically, like we started this band together, and he's hugely important in my life. But um, but we got a slot at the French Quarter Fest, and I was like. Well, I guess I better put a band together then. Um, also, our drummer, Paul Santa Padre, has been uh, almost completely unavailable due to family obligations mm. in the last few years. Mm. He finally said to us, look, guys, I can't. So that at least freed me to say, well, now I have to find another drummer. Right. So uh, Tyler Clements is going to play drums for us. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I sounded out Carlo, but I found out he wasn't available like <laughs> right. in the worst way. Right, so, right. Um, so, so Dave Clements, uh, nephew, delightful uh, nephew, right? great drummer, great Cranston person. Clements' son, that's one it. of his sons. Tyler so that's Clements, keeping it right. in the family for nice. us, you know, too. Nice. Uh, and uh, Bruce's son and Lee's son, Alex, is going to come and sing his dad's leads uh, on these gigs so that we can perform the album. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, so so uh, you have kind of moved back to New Orleans in the last couple of years, more or less. Huh? I did. It happened organically. I came back thinking I was here for the holidays in 2020 and I thought well realistically my mom's 84 my stepmom was 75 I'm like why am I so far away and this is probably not the time they are both here in New Orleans yeah and I thought well, well no this is crazy like it got my attention that I was too far away mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly be of any help in everyday things and if there was an emergency I wouldn't make it right you know right. so do you I have thought, siblings no, I, here too I have a brother yeah, I think that your brother's a, f- a fan of the podcast, actually. Is he? he? Well, he there you go. Great, <laughs> great taste runs in the family. He listens to the podcast. At least, at least he knows how to find it, you know? Yeah, That's yeah, more yeah. than I can say. <laughs> <laughs> how does New Orleans, does it seem different to you as over, over these, these uh, times that you're away and you come back, or does it seem pretty much the same? Um, the undercurrent is the same. Yeah. The vibe is the same. The truly remarkably hospitable and friendly nature of the people here is the same. Like everywhere I've gone in the world, you don't find this. Yeah. You just don't find it. People in New Orleans are really fucking nice. You well, you know, know, last, last Mardi Gras, uh, you know, we were still having all this stuff. Uh, crime was already, uh, you know, rampant and, and, you know, all these uh, infrastructure collapses were, were going on. But being around the people, being at, at some of these events where there's very few police officers, the, the people are policing themselves in terms of, you know, the, the way they're interacting. It, it was really so, so heartwarming for me. You know, I thought, yeah, this is why I like New Orleans in spite of all this. Where was shit. this? Just on a parade ride like on St. Charles, St. Charles oh, and Napoleon, really? you know, or... Even then, yeah. then we had the Poor Boy Festival. I had the same thing. There was like you didn't see a police officer anywhere because we don't have any police thing. officers. That's right. Well, that's, that's there's no police. That's, that's why he didn't that's see. That's true. Them. We're going to be down to about two hundred officers yeah. by the end of the year. I know. Yeah. yeah. But Toya's travel budget. But 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 even in even though there weren't any police, you know, uh, 
maintaining order, the population was maintaining, had, had such a, a good vibe between them. You, it's not like they needed to be, uh, you know, manhandled to behave. Right. Yeah, well, I don't know where you're seeing this, but okay, you're seeing it. Okay. People are policing themselves. Well, well I mean, yeah. the vibe of, of the New Orleanians has, has remained. This city's uh, a horrible, horrible place. <laughs> and well, if I could hit a number, I'm sure I'd leave it a second minute. I'm glad I came because I changed my mind. I'm moving back to France. Yeah, okay. let's move back to France, <laughs> Trust man. me, no. Nobody, yeah. the, the overall feeling here is that people care about each other. I mean, that's overarching. Maybe it's not in every situation, but there's a lot of that. You know, you go to a store, people talk to you, they smile at you, they interact with you like you're a person. And that happens what all day, every at? tits. I don't know. No, Maybe no. Manny needs to come shopping with me. Um, where I go, people are nice. Maybe and you know why? I? Because I'm nice to them. Maybe it's what you're putting out, man. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, it's the energy uh, you're putting uh, out. They, know, they, they, they know they don't want to... You know, people you, are the like, worst. Who's this they will always let you down. Uh, people are the worst. Well, in general. They will yeah, always so, let you, you know, down. Because yeah, so uh, you know, this guy here, man, you know, come on. What? What about yeah. him? I know. I'm like, well, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. Uh, he's turning on you Every now. Every week. That's not good. Turning on me? Yeah. Fuck, man. No, it's, uh, you should listen to these podcasts. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to your love for the people. Well, I do have a great love for the people, and I find that the people reciprocate my love more here than they do in France. Nice. Nice. <laughs> because they bathe here more often? It might promote a certain closeness, yes. Yeah. So I guess the next thing is uh, the the song dogs are are reforming or or, or or retooling, rebooting, rebooting. And you were saying you have your your uh, it's a whole bunch of emotions that you're you're pretty much every with. emotion you can have. I mean, I'm actually legitimately excited now that I do have a lineup and we have a great drummer on board, and I think it's going to be fantastic in a whole new way. Uh, but you know, I'm I miss Bruce every time I turn on the album to listen to what we did I, it just it just kind of rips me up that he's not here with us um and of course his son is my godson and so like there's a whole familial thing it's it's just a big hole in my in our lives sure and in my life in particular but kind of in that spirit i'm sure that he would be thrilled that we're carrying on i mean he loved Absolutely. this band and <laughs> in, in his last years he was he was deteriorating he had a chronic illness and uh he said to me I don't play music anymore. And I mean, I'll play with you. <laughs> so he said that a number of times. He's yeah. like, he wouldn't play with anyone else anymore, but uh -huh. he would play with me and the song dogs. Right. So now I don't, I've never seen the song dogs. Well, what kind of music is it like? Um, somebody was calling it switched on Americana, which is not inaccurate. Although we had a very strong influence from the new wave era. Cause that's when we came out in the mid eighties, okay. you know, All right. we All were, right. we were coming up through that scene. So like a lot of the songs are like, Balls to the wall, like pop music, you know, very amped up. Oh, okay. Um, and what do you play with the song dogs? I, in the song dogs, I only play ukulele occasionally, and I'm lead singer and one of the songwriters. Um, oh, okay. In my solo project, you'll find me playing some guitars and banjo, whatever. I'm not that good at either one of those things <laughs> because my hands are so tiny. Oh. Um, well, and you're concentrating on singing. And that's what I started out doing was right. like fronting the band and then I, I started writing songs. And <laughs> I always played the guitar, but I was just never any good at it, you know? Yeah. Well, Literally can't make a bar chord. It's yeah, not no, the, physically the, the, possible. The hands are so small. <laughs> They're ridiculous. <laughs> So, uh, so, so you guys are playing uh, French Quarter Fest. You know what day? Uh, yes. You want to tell the people? Uh, the people. Yeah. Here's what you need to know. People, we're playing uh, the first, that we're playing Sunday, the 
16th of April uh, at 11 a.m. on one of the stages, and I don't know which one, but it's near the aquarium. Okay. Um, and then on the 18th, we're playing at the Jazz Museum at 2 p.m. at the inside room, which is beautiful. Yes. And then we're doing our official CD release party for this long-awaited CD um, at Chikiwawa on Friday, the 21st of April. And Pat McLaughlin is doing a solo uh, set to open for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big was... show. Everybody who comes gets a free CD at the door. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, that'll be an exciting gig. Uh... I can't wait to hear what my band sounds like. Sure. This is just what I don't know right now, you know? Right. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> again, uh, exciting because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, there could be trepidation, but I'm trying to, trying to look at it as being just, you know, exciting. There you go. There you go. Well, uh... Really looking forward to seeing that, seeing the band, seeing everybody back here, seeing Lisa Mednick uh, yeah. back in town. And that uh, seems like a podcast, oh man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's a podcast. Thank you so much. Thank for you so being much, here. Allison. And yeah. uh, as always, in the Trouble Men podcast, we like to say trouble never ends, but the struggle continues. Boom. Good night. Yeah.
Shaft of light.